Yo, yo, welcome back to the Audio Theory Podcast. If you're new to the channel, please hit the subscribe button as well as the like button and check the description box for today's topics. What's good, Danny? How have you been? I've been good, dude. Relaxed, man. Like, uh, I think we all needed a break. I know everyone's recovering from Thanksgiving, a lot of food. I'm excited to hear about your trip in Europe first, but how was that experience in London and uh, Iceland? Super dope. Um, So this was the second time I've been to London. Technically the third, I was there when I was like three years old. I obviously don't really remember it. Yeah, you don't remember remember a damn thing. Um, And also couldn't do anything fun anyways, even if I could. But uh, this time around went with my my fiance, um, who I'm actually officially getting married to Friday. We can save that for after uh, I described the trip. But... um, (laughs) The, the trip itself was super dope. So there's two things uh, that I really enjoyed about it. One, my fiance and I met this, these two, not a couple, but like a girl and a guy from London um, okay. at a Chris Brown concert two years ago. Drunkenly met them, uh, kicked it with them at a bar and then exchanged Instagrams. Not really assuming we were going to keep in touch, but like, you know, when you meet people and you have a good time, you're like, oh, let me get your Instagram. And then yeah, yeah, you kind of just work in your stories. Just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but on the contrary, we actually did keep in touch here and there over the past couple of years. Met up with them. They took us out to like a hip hop themed brunch, which was super dope. Um, They kind of pressured me into doing karaoke. So I volunteered. I was like, all right, like I can't make music and like reach out on this. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So that that was a cool experience, Um, especially because I was like one of the few Americans in there. So after I got off stage, like a couple people were like, oh, like I have an American friend over here who I want you to meet. Horrible accent I just did right now, but that was actually not bad. But it's also like, yeah, it's also like three hundred other a million Americans. Like I don't know, but yeah. it's fine. Like I don't need to right. know this one. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was weird. It's like the first time I felt quote unquote exotic, even though I don't feel that way at all. But um, that was cool. Another thing was, like, you don't have to wear a mask anywhere. Like I had the shit on my mouth, like down to my mouth on the flight. Um, the British flight, and no one said anything until like 30 minutes before landing. Oh, okay. Um, so that was dope. Like I felt free the whole time. Like nobody was wearing a mask. Not to say that it's the smart thing to do, but sure, like, sure. I'm just so sick of being in the strictest place in California to going there. Like it, it was a nice change of scenery. The people are nice. I think the diversity stuck out as well because I don't know. Anywhere I've been at in, in California, it's very clicky. You know, you have pockets of Asians and pockets of Black people and Hispanic. Over there, it was like, there's Indians with British accent and Africans. It was just dope to have yeah. that mix. Um, so we had a really good time. The weather, like, to your it's, point. It's also like a, a lot of, uh, I'm going to cut you off, but it's also yeah, nice yeah. to see, it's not even like interracial couples, but like interracial group of friends. Right, mm-hmm. like a group of friends. Like I remember, like when I used to meet a friend over there. Like she's from London, her roommates from Egypt. Uh, the other friends, a local British girl. Like you know, what I mean? like it's just like from all over the place. That's that's super dope. Yeah, a hundred percent. So we had a great time there. We were actually considering moving there, assuming like not anytime soon, but down the road if an opportunity presents itself, uh, just for a couple of years, just to Why not? get that out of the way off 100%. the bucket list. Um, and the only thing I know you mentioned this as well, and I agree, is the weather. It's kind of shitty. My girlfriend, I don't know like what 
dark parallel universe she used to live in, but she loves this shit. I'm like depressed sometimes when I Dude. walk through that weather. Yo, like, well, that's like the beauty. That's why the club scene and like the bar scene is so lit, bro. Cause like you feel like you're in a different world. Because mm-hmm. if you walk outside for a cigarette, you're like, holy <laughs> shit, this is sad. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's like a real fucking thing. Uh huh. But yeah, the, the clubs are dope. Iceland. So we we went to Iceland after. Um, that was more depressing because it was darker earlier. It was like light for fucking three hours a day. Oh shit! Um, I didn't realize that. And when I say light, I mean like gloomy light, like mm-hmm. SF when it's quote unquote sunny. Um, so yeah, we had like five hours of sunlight per day. Um, there's not really much to do in the town, which I expected. Um, and it's really just like meant if you're like really into nature, it's cool. I'm into that, but I can, I can only do that for like a couple of days. Um, unless it's something crazy, spectacular, like an African safari or something, sure. Sure, sure. but it, it was just a lot of barren land, uh, cold, Lots of mountains and shit. Spectacular, but it was just weird going from like the highlight of London to even darker and like depressing, minus the family part. Yeah, so it's it's like um it's almost like it'd be dope to have like the balance of you have the spectacular sightseeing during the day, but at least you know at night if you want to go for like a nice dinner or a restaurant or a club, like you also have yeah. there's not really that option over there, right? No, and we try to get so the last night we're like, oh, we should do a little game night or something and get some liquor and just chill at the crib and we went out and couldn't uh, apparently they don't sell it like past eight o'clock at night or something or you have to go to like a specific like uh like liquor store or i don't know some sort of place that uh specifically sells liquor because they didn't have it at like the little shops we went to um they had two percent beer and i'm not trying to chug like 40 beers to get at all (laughs) at all dude yeah yeah yeah. i feel that but then how was the experience like jumping in the Blue Lagoon all that That was amazing. Um, that was the first thing we actually did. Um, so how that, is it like, like it lived. being cold? Is the water warm? Like how does that work? The water's, the water's warm. It could have been warmer. Uh, I do like, I like hot, uh, like jacuzzis. You know it's when it's so hot that like you can't even like fully get in right away? Yeah. I like that because it the heat... Uh, maintains itself uh better over time whereas this it was like hot warm and then when you get in for five minutes it kind of feels lukewarm after 10 minutes so uh that was the only downside but it was just dope like looking around it's just like straight up fog in like every direction and then you're in this blue lagoon they have like a bar um on the water so we got a couple beers so that was a really good experience getting out is it like like a a public is it like a public park or like you have to like make a reservation? It's almost like a whole No, you have club. to make a reservation pay. It's okay. like a big ass spa basically. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was a really cool experience. That was like one of the few things I was really looking forward to. Just because me personally, I'm not like I like sightseeing, but I can't do like 48 hours of it back to back. Yeah, no, I feel you. It has to be like a balance of like, yeah, let's do it in the morning, take a nap, and then let's also go fucking rage at night and then wake up whenever we need to wake up but uh yeah yeah dude five hours of daylight will make anyone fucking depressed bro like, like that sounds fucking awful dude. yeah it felt like it was 6 p.m literally like the whole time in uh iceland yeah 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 no, dude. i mean at least you had a, overall you was what would you rate the trip like on a scale of one to ten like the entire trip yeah your entire time of, like entire trip i would say it was a solid 8.5 
That's good, dude. That's pretty much yeah. all you can ask for. Like, yeah. for that many days away, did you have to, uh, not to be the feds right now, but did you have to, like, work a lot? Were you locking in, like, throughout the day? Or? Uh, no, fortunately, I didn't. Um, we did have some fire drills, like, that, of course, would happen, like, right before Thanksgiving. <laughs> but fortunately, my team partner was, like, she knew I was going to be there, and she's like, don't worry about it. I'll nice. look at the emails. I did, like, very minor things, but I didn't have to stress out about it while I was Fire, there. Dude. Fire, All right, dude. Okay, dude. I'm, glad, I'm glad it was a good trip overall. Obviously, getting there, getting back safe um, is the main objective, but uh, glad you guys had a good time. Uh, dude, for me, it was all about relaxation. Dude, completely, bro. Like, I know I was telling you on the, on the, uh, before, uh, during our last episode, bro, like, I don't know if, like, seasonal depression is a real thing, but I'm, like, the closest yeah. to ever believing it. Like, I was the closest to ever believing, like, a couple weeks ago, bro, like, Right when daylight savings hit, bro, like, again, it felt like the days were four hours long. Like, I'm waking up at 7.38, it's kind of sunny, not really, and then I look out my window around four o'clock, it's already fucking dark. And then I haven't worked out yet, so I'm like, all right, let me go work out. And I'm like, all right, so all I've done today is work and work out. Like, my day's over. Like, I go to, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it just felt like, dude, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Yeah, like, I, I was in a fucking funk, dude. Like, so much so that I went to my boy's. Uh, they had like a wedding party, so like the because they're getting married in January, I'm the best man for that wedding. Um, so I'm like, bro, I gotta go, it's gonna be sick, it's gonna be a brunch, mimosa, let's fucking go, bro. So the mixture of the dehydration from the mimosas and then me feeling a little bit depressed, to be perfectly honest, bro, I was like a shell of myself out there, bro. Like, I was just like, they were like, yo, let's go to another place, and I was like, yeah, bro, of course, whatever you want to do, but like. Dude, I was physically, again, I, I didn't know this, but my girl was like, bro, you look fucking miserable. And I'm like, nah, dude, I'm good. Like, let's fucking keep going, get some drinks. And they're like, you sure, bro? Like, he, like, I was like, yeah, like, I can't, I guess I couldn't hide it well enough, bro. But yeah, so luckily, during Thanksgiving, I went to Orlando. I was there for two nights, man, but like, bro, like, I felt bad afterwards because I went there to hang out with my brother and sister who live in Orlando and, and meet their kids. But, bro, I got to the Airbnb Wednesday night before Thanksgiving at 9.30. Bro, I was asleep by 11, all right? Woke up at 11 a.m., had mimosas, dozed off on the couch till 2, showered, went to pick up Gina, my girlfriend, at the airport so she could spend Thanksgiving with us. Dude, we got back at 4 o'clock. Dinner was at 7. I got so tired after dinner, I fucking went to bed at 9 o'clock, bro. And then didn't wake up till 4.45 the next morning. Damn. And then, yo, yeah, like, not even a nap, bro. Like, what? out. And then woke up the next morning at 9, at, at 9 o'clock to drive back to Miami. So, like, bro, like, I was literally there for two and a half days, but only awake for, like, seven hours. Like, again, I felt bad, but it also gave them, like, time to hang out with Gina alone and not me being there. Kind of, so, like, it, it was good. And I really just think I needed time to just sleep. So I think what a mixture it was, like, my sleeping pattern was so fucked because again, it's so dark. I'm trying to do so many things to make up for lost time, which is not really being lost. But yeah, so it was really relaxing, bro. Friday, Saturday, did the same thing. Uh, the girlfriend moved in, so that was a big step for your boy. Um, over last weekend, so yeah, man. But yeah, we really just uh, my whole Thanksgiving break was just like, what can I do to ensure like I'm just like doing nothing and I'm okay with it? Because uh, yeah, dude, I'm telling you, like I, again, I don't know if I believe in seasonal depression, but there was something in the air for at least two weeks straight that I was just like, bro, like, I feel fucking off. Mm-hmm. Like, really off. No, it's it's real. Um, and my brothers actually noticed uh, a change in my mood because we were on text and, like, I kind of snapped at them uh, 
a bit and I felt bad. And I, I was like, what, why am I like so off? Mm-hmm. And like, I just wasn't in the mood to really talk to people, to do anything. And then like, obviously knowing I was in a bad mood made it worse. Cause I'm like, I'm supposed to be happy. And I think it also happens this time of year. Cause you're like, fuck, you should be happy Thanksgiving and Christmas and all this other stuff. And it just like piled on top of each other. And I just found myself and I still find myself feeling down. And I think it does have a lot to do with it being darker earlier, which makes me feel like a fraud because I keep talking about how like the night makes me feel alive and right, that's awesome. why I like I'm most creative and shit. And yeah. then as soon as it, I have more of it, I'm like ready to kill myself. Not yeah, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, I yeah. feel that. So are you, are you are you still feeling a little bit low right now? A little bit, but I think it's mostly like external stress from like just finalizing the wedding and like uh wrapping up the year and making sure like all that's taken care of but i i know like once the new year starts i i it's all over and then i feel motivated to like achieve my new goals and like start working out again and abstaining from alcohol and all that shit yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i feel that bro all right again it's um obviously you know you got you always have me and the boys um whatever you need someone to talk to but uh yeah dude, i guess yeah i guess it's a real thing bro because i'm telling you like that shit hit hard and i was just like yo how is it only five o'clock and it's fucking pitch black outside like mm-hmm. and like yo i go for if i go for a run i usually run after work so now i'm going for a run at six o'clock and it's fucking looks like midnight and i'm like yeah is this safe like should i just stay <laughs> home like you know what i mean like what is happening here? yeah so yeah yeah it's a real thing but again everyone who else is going through it uh keep your head up and uh, if you can get away to somewhere that's more daylight, uh, definitely do that. But uh, it's been two weeks. Definitely miss catching up with you and uh, chewing the shit. So let's get into it. Episode 93, right? 93. Yep. Legends never die. Um, so obviously super depressing news um, this week. Well, I guess last week and as well as the week prior, um, right before we went off the air. I guess probably start with the most recent one. Um obviously everyone catching up so Virgil uh, from Louis Vuitton fame Off-White fame I think his first company was Pyrex Vision uh, passed away at the age of 41 last I want to say Thursday um, or maybe it was over the weekend um, uh, I, I guess he was, he was apparently he was battling a very rare form of uh, cardiac cancer I guess he was diagnosed with this around two years ago um, it kind of makes sense because I mean I, I'm not I'm, I'm not big into fashion but I'm aware of like certain people Same. and like you can see that this guy was working. He already worked a lot, but like there was like an extra amount of like shit he was putting out aggressively. Um, which again, I just thought he was trying to like feed the machine, but it kind of makes sense. Like it, now in hindsight, um, things to do to, you know, maintain his legacy and like leave something for the next generation. So I guess initially your, your thoughts when you found out he passed away and like what kind of impression did Virgil leave on you? Yeah, honestly, I was shocked. Um, and I was even more blown away by how big he was because for me to be shocked meant a lot in the sense that I'm not a big fashion world guy I honestly don't know a whole lot about him but the fact that I was like damn like he's gone um really took me back and and had me down I think that's another reason why like I've been down recently it's just all these random deaths yes. and yeah, tragedies yeah, yeah. and of stuff. young people yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. sure. young I, people. I, 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 yeah that's like tangent but like i think me as well dude like 
what, like during my depression, like that's when young Dolph, we're gonna talk about later, passed away. And there's just something about like you being in your early 30s, but people like only a couple years away from mm-hmm. you, like dying. You're like, bro. Yeah. And like they're fucking goats. So like right. I know we're not supposed to compare ourselves to anybody else, but it's, it's hard not to. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Just like the fuck. So mm-hmm. yeah, mate, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah. No worries. Um. Yeah. I think it's just for me, like you mentioned, it's it's a reminder that. Like, no matter how much you've accomplished, how much money you have, how good of a person you are, like, this life isn't forever. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. last forever. Um, right, because that's why that I, has, if anyone has all the money in the mm-hmm. world to make this shit go away, it's, it's him. Right. And it's like, it exactly. Yeah, yeah, like, Steve Jobs, like, one of the richest people ever couldn't even save his own life. So, right. it goes to show you how mortal we are. I know there's that running joke of, like, oh, people die every day. Like, what's the big deal? You didn't know Dolph. You didn't know Virgil. But I think it's less about maybe them as individuals and more so uh, the bigger picture of, you know, we all can accomplish things as great as them uh, in different ways and leave an impact and then a reminder to yourself like oh shit like what's my impact gonna be so right why did i waste um, my like wednesday afternoon doing absolutely mm-hmm. dog shit yeah <laughs> you know I, mean? like, I know and now it's got me in a panic because i'm like fuck like do i have time to watch this tv show for 30 minutes like we got to work on this podcast idea or this song or whatever yeah yeah, but, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it's sad um i think what i found fascinating i guess is how he like managed to keep it a secret and maybe for a lot of these people like chad chadwick bozeman i believe is how you pronounce it uh i guess for them as celebrities are like this is the only peace of mind i can have like in my remaining years is to have this be private and people not treat me differently or the fans treat me differently in these final moments so i thought that was interesting too yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, for me, it definitely hit home. They hit hard for a multitude of reasons. I think one, you're like, damn, like, just like Kobe, another 41-year-old, like, dude, 41. I mean, I hope I, I live to see 41, like, God willing, but, like, that's only eight years away from me, though. Like, that's not, like, that's, yeah. you know I mean? That's closer than 20 years old, is, you know, for me. So, like, that's not far away. So, you start thinking about yourself and your own, like, you know, longevity, how much more time you have ahead. Um, so yeah, man, that, that really hit home, but then also it's just sad because like he, it's to one, it's amazing that he achieved so much and that he passed away at right before our Basel that they were, and it just, I actually saw Virgil because a lot of people know that like Virgil's like, was also like a, a fucking great DJ. Uh, we'll get into when we saw Michael Coachella, but yeah. like, I actually saw him perform at Art Basel and Art Basel for anyone who doesn't know is a, uh, it's art week in Miami. Uh, he did a fucking $10 show with uh, Diplo, Major Laser, like in, a, in, in the back of Koya. So that's like the first time I saw him perform. And it was like, holy shit, like this guy's Travis Scott's DJ, like just fucking killing it. So, and he comes to our Basel every year. So they went all out for him this year and they just had a phenomenal Louis Vuitton show for him yesterday, which was Tuesday, uh, November 30th. So at least it was, we didn't have to wait to, he got his flowers while he was here. But it was nice and it was like an immediate, like, yo, let's just go fucking all out for the show and like give Virgil his flowers so the entire world could see. So at least from a timing perspective, I'm glad it was able to be like that immediate. Um, dude, the guy achieved so much, it's fucking insane. Like, uh, like there's pictures of him because he was part of a Kanye like tree or like, you know, him, Kanye, Don C, Jerry Lorenzo. Like, do they used to be like in Louis Vuitton when they were like in their mid-20s, bro. 
So in like 15 years, this guy literally changed the game of fashion and fucking sneakers. Like, and art, yeah. to be honest. So like, it's just wild that like, someone can do that. And then also, I think it's also an inspiration for people like us or whoever. Like, yo, like, this shit can change quickly. Like, bro, you could be that guy just sketching on your own Nikes. And then 10 years later, be the head of Nike, essentially. With yeah. creative ideas, right? So that's, that's inspiring. Um, but then again, like, how many more years do we have ahead of us? Like, again, the fucking, the terrifying balance yeah. that you'll have to do. But, um, yeah, dude, I think it, it, it also, he was, like, the rare thing, like Kanye, which I think is why we all, like, uh, one of the reasons we love him so much is that, dude, Renaissance man. Like, it's not like, yo, you're a fucking sneaker designer, only do that. Or it's like, you're a DJ. It's like, nah, bro, I'm going to do everything. And mm-hmm. I mean, you may like it, you may not like it, but I'm just going to do it because I think it's fucking cool to me. So... Yeah. That's probably one of the most impressive things, right? Because for us, it's like, yo, you're like, you're 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 a corporate guy. I'm a corporate guy. You guys get degrees. Like, just do your job. Be happy. It's like, nah, bro. I want to mm-hmm. make music. I want to do a podcast. I want to invest in some property. Like, let's fucking go. Like, what are we? Like, why can't I do that shit, right? So, yeah, I think that's also was something inspiration. I think probably would be one of his, you know, longest lasting legacies. That like, oh, this guy just did everything, and also did it to a fucking extreme standard, bro. Like. If it was a Virgil thing, like that thing was it for that time period, which is insane. That's honestly been that way for at least the last like six years. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I, yeah, I was just really inspired too to see like a darker skinned guy infiltrate a space that's like notoriously like an white. African African man. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he's like yeah. Good, uh, not got uh, not like I, I know that's in South uh, South America. Uh, Guyanese, like, is it Guyanese? I can check. From, he's from, I know he's Ghana American. That's what I don't know how you like, yeah. like if you're from there, man. He's, he's Ghana American. But yeah, like, mm-hmm. a, again, again, that's a fucking black man. There's no, yeah, like, not someone who can, he? like, kind of pass it as yeah, white yeah, yeah, in certain yeah, yeah, environments and yeah, shit. Yeah, like, yeah, just yeah, yeah. objectively a black man from, like, the root of our history or whatever. Yeah, 100%. And I think that's just super dope. And the amount of respect he had, like, I, I can't recall any like negativity around his name. He seemed like a genuine person who just like dude. The only negativity because I was a, oh, I was pop a smoke. Not only well, yeah, the pop oh. smoke thing was was bad, <laughs> and I don't want to steal flagrant to his joke because like he's probably on his fucking like chemo fucking bed trying to make that happen. But the negative because like um because side story like so he's actually there's a skate group store um, called Andrew Downtown in Miami. So one of the guys who runs that is a, not a close, but someone I know from like DJ party and stuff like that. So during the whole like um, Black Lives Matter movement, like at the core of it, you know, during the pandemic last year, he posted a thing like, yo, just donate 50 bucks. Like he put on a story and then, you know, that's, we'll get, we'll start bailing people out who are getting arrested from the protest. So Virgil sees it because he's boys with him and says, all right, here's 50 bucks. And he'll yeah. fucking destroy them. Like, bro, you should be donating 5000 Who the? F-? He's like, bro, like, he only asked for 50 Like, what do you yeah. want? Yeah. So, like, stupid shit like that beard and just, like, loves to fucking jump on. Yeah. I think that I remember that now that you brought it up. I, I always think it's fucked up when people judge celebrities on how much they donate or spend to these causes, knowing damn well the people complaining probably didn't even donate a dollar. And bro, like, and the fact that he had to like respond and say, bro, like, I'm a black black man. You know how many other things I'm doing to help the cause? Mm-hmm. And like, you're mad yeah. about this. <laughs> like, you know and then I mean? if you promoted them, they'd be like, oh, you're just doing this for the grand. Do it for cloud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what was the other thing I was gonna say? Oh, 
I do find it weird though when celebrities will be like, I don't know, like their cousin's baby mama like wants to hold a funeral for her son, and they're like, "You donate to this GoFundMe," and the goal is like three thousand dollars. I'm like, mm. you definitely could just have fronted the money for yeah, this. Yeah, like, yeah, you're I feel that. Yeah, yeah, I think Kylie got pushed back for that one. Um, yeah. yeah, I feel that one as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, dude, universally loved. Um, but the music part was amazing to me because yeah, I saw him perform three times: once at Art Basel, um, once at Astro World. But the best time was definitely with Few because that was just like a full. I mean, we were the element. We had you know, we were drinking, we had mm-hmm. vibes going at Coachella it was like day two, and like he had like one of the tents, like the small yeah, the tents, tent. I remember that, but to himself. And yep. like even remember he was like, "Yo, welcome to week two. You guys are the real fans. Like, only the influencers come on week one. I was like, let's fucking go. Let's <laughs> uh, but then it was a crazy set, bro. He was playing shit from, like, Waka Flocka, Hard in the Paint, to, like, a fucking French, like, house song. Like, it was yeah. just an amazing genre mm-hmm. that all made sense. Like, it wasn't just, like, he wasn't a poser DJ, right? At some point, like, there's people who are just rich and will tell Coachella, like, yo, you're, here's the money. I'm going to perform. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it wasn't that. This guy, like, honestly loved the music, so... That was a cool thing to see firsthand, because um, that's probably the most intimate I ever felt. Like, yeah, this guy actually is like fucking about this life. It's not just like another thing to say. Oh, I'm also a DJ. It's like, no, dude, I love DJ, but I also make me, uh, you know, do fashion, and sneakers, and sculptures and all that shit too. Yeah, he was definitely one of the highlights for me too. I remember when we got to yeah, the. Dude, I vividly remember that set. Like that's mm-hmm. like, we saw like a lot of shit those three days. Like mm-hmm. that one, I was like, yeah, that was like a moment. Yeah, I remember. I was talking to you. I was like. What the fuck? Like, he DJs? Like, that's how little I knew about him. <laughs> and I was blown away, too, because in my mind, I didn't know, like, he had DJing roots. So I was like, oh, he designs clothes and stuff and then, like, happened to, like, this right. is, like, his passion on the side or some shit. But, like, when I heard the set, I was like, blown away. I was like, this is actually really good. To your point, it wasn't some cookie-cutter right. set where he's just playing top 40 like he exactly. had it obscure wasn't any, songs it, it, it was cool like ones. I think maybe one or two songs that like everyone knew but the other shit was like yeah like he's going through catalogs to like make this work so like you have to appreciate that yeah 100% yeah it's yeah, a yeah, bummer it's, that, that he had to pass super bummer dude 41 years old way too young but again I know this is about my mom who passed away at 55 but at uh, 54 but again if you can achieve the things that he achieved by 41 um, and again we never know when our time is but Hey, that's a good way to go out at 41. So uh, rest in peace to Virgil. Uh, salute to his family and friends who are going through it. But again, the legacy will live on forever. So uh, definitely rest in peace to him. Uh, and again, and more, more tragic news. Uh, this one felt different too, uh, just because the way the year started for us, for like, I really remember uh, around February or March, we were like, man, the music scene sucks right now. Nothing's dropping. Mm-hmm. Like, when the fuck is Drake coming out? And then we both got exposed to the Young Dolph and Key Glock. Uh, Dumb and Dumber 2 mixtape and like became like adamant fans like that moment you know what I mean like at least yeah. I, mean, I, like you, I don't think either of us were really like, playing his shit before then right not really there was like one or two songs and like I knew of him but it wasn't like oh when's the next tape coming out right right it was 100% exactly I knew I knew 100 shots I knew get paid um and then I knew he got shot up a bunch of times. Like, that's all mm-hmm. I know about, like, because yeah. I was still living in Charlotte when he got shot up in Charlotte. Um, mm-hmm. I was at the barbershop. They were like, yeah, that's we got to fucking check in. I'm like, or you could just, like, let him come and perform here, bro. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? Um, but, yeah, tragically enough, right before the Thanksgiving break, he was uh, shot and killed in his hometown of Memphis while he was visiting. 
He actually was going to hand out turkeys the following day. Um, and I think the most tragic part, he was supporting a local business buying cookies, bro. So like, that's like the scary part as well. Like, one, it's sad a 36-year-old was killed in his hometown. You can't even fucking support your like a local business dog. Like, that's yeah. just like... It's, this one was like sad in multiple ways. I think more people like kind of like are depressed by Virgil because like it's sad. But like, at the end of the day, like, you die from natural causes. The idea of someone taking your life when you're just at home trying to give back, like that's the shit that fucking just like, bro, uh, a punch to the fucking dick, to be honest. Oh, 100%. But in a weird way, I'm like, almost, I was more surprised by Virgil's just because like Dolph had the history of attempts sure. on his life, him being a street rapper. Um, not that I was like, oh, this is 100% gonna happen, but like after the fact, I'm like, okay, like I could see how this was a possibility, whereas Virgil was just like random as hell for, for me. Yeah, yeah. Just because no, it's that. like, sure. he didn't, we had no idea he had cancer. It wasn't like he was all of a sudden skinny, kind of like how Chadwick was or anything. At least I didn't see any pictures of that. Bro, I, so I was going to say this, but again, it's, it's fine. We're just, like, we just give him a great tribute, I think, for like 10 minutes. But, dude, there were a couple pictures that I think he was probably going through chemo and, like, had makeup on. Because there were a couple of fashion shows where, like, he didn't have the beard anymore. And, like, it was it was odd. Like, thankfully, the comments weren't wild or anything. I was just, like, it was yeah. just me personally. Like, yeah, like, like, and then when the, I'm like, oh, that kind of makes sense. Like, because there was, like, a fashion show, like, I think right before the pandemic in, in Paris. And he was, like, right next to Drake. I'm like, is that Virgil? Like, he looks kind of off. Uh, no pun intended. But, like, yeah, like, I, I saw because he shaved his beard. But, yeah, he, he probably was going right through chemo at the time. So, uh, yeah. like, it, salute to him for again. It's, it's just a while for him and Chadwick. Like, the amount of work they put in while they're literally dying. Like, that's mm-hmm. crazy. Like, that's yeah. wild to me. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it is crazy. Um, and I've had had friends who've dealt with like various uh, health related complications and conditions, and obviously their priorities getting well. You know, they're not necessarily managing uh, quite as much, and for good reason. Like health comes first, but it's wild that these guys are like, "Fuck it, I'm still gonna do like five movies and." Right. Go to these 10 award shows and all this shit, just keep it running. And maybe it has to do with like them not wanting to give any clues to the public or like yeah, convince oh, they, themselves of life. We don't know the situation, ending. but it also might be that um, I think they, they, I don't know about Chadwick because again, I didn't, but it seems like from the reports on this one, it was clear from the beginning that this was terminal for mm. Virgil. And it kind of, you like, again, I'm not a fucking detective, but. If you look at the captions of people who actually knew him, knew him like the Drakes, the the Don C's, the Jerry Lewis, like the people who were in his circle, like if you look at their caption, it wasn't like, oh my God. It was like, bro, like I'm glad you're at peace. So yeah. like, I think from the moment he found out, I think it was kind of clear it was going to be terminal. Yeah. I mean, that, that gives me faith in some of these celebrities because you would think yeah. that that news would easily spread and find its way to like TMZ or something so the fact that there's definitely stand up people who are like this is not some gossip shit that can leak like you know a dick pic or something it's yeah yeah no someone's one can find out about this until legacy. he fucking says yeah. let the people yeah for sure yeah but yeah back to Dolph so uh yeah I see your point though yeah like again he's been shot up twice um barely survived the one he had in LA but I don't know man I think this one hit hard we were talking offline about it when you were in London I think like 
to such fans recently. So I was like, oh, come on, bro. Yeah. Like, yo, you, how are you taking dog from us, man? Like, right. especially because, like, everything we hear, like, yo, phenomenal businessman, completely fucking independent, making millions, putting people on. You're like, bro, why are we taking him, bro? Like, mm-hmm. And I think it's because they, not the reason he was taken, but I think the reason why a lot of people like him and Nipsey tend to, like, navigate in their hometowns without security is because, like, when you have, when 99% of the people you run into, like, want to hug you and take pictures and shit, like, the last thing on your mind is, like, someone trying to take your life. Yeah. Let alone at a fucking cookie shop or whatever. Um, So in his mind, he's probably like, I'll be good if I'm not, like... I'll at least have time to react or whatever. But apparently he had a he had bodyguard in a car outside. Oh, and like I think he got they got they started shooting at that car and then he didn't have time to get out the car. Damn. And then that's when they started shooting at Dolph. So unfortunate. And it's tough too because you like I don't wanna I hate to after someone has passed talk about the possibilities of like if you know, they had done something to deserve it or whatever. Right, right, right. But like when it comes to the streets, in my mind, I'm like, you know, were these people that like this person may have robbed in the past or like shot at or some shit? Because if that is the like, let's say the person who did this hypothetically, like uh, he robbed for like 200,000 or like shot his brother or some shit or like, yeah. I don't know. Then then it's almost like the narrative changes a little bit and you're like, okay, like I could see how this would happen. And I hate feeling that way because right. um, then, it, then you feel like you're picking sides and you know, are you doing this just because of the music? Um, and then where do the morals lie? Because then you go back and listen to some of these artists songs and they'll rap about certain things. I'm like, well, fuck like this, this isn't like a good look. Um, yeah, not to say yeah. he's he's responsible. Yeah, no, but I feel you. I feel that one, dude. Like I, I obviously like, everyone else. Like I'm, I'm surprised. Like it was like, obviously the holidays. So they didn't put the numbers out, but I'm sure all his albums were charting after that shit, bro. Because oh yeah, I was the only one who took a deep dive in his fucking catalog, and I was listening to Rich Slave, and bro, yeah, yeah, like those lyrics are like you're like, damn, bro, like because <laughs> all he's talking about is fucking shooting people, right? Like, yeah. Or if you, or if you try me, I'm gonna shoot you. You know, I'm gonna get you taken care of. You're like. Fuck, dog. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, I feel you. Like, it, this could have been something premeditated, like, some, because he actually didn't live in Memphis anymore. He lived in Atlanta, um, but he was just in town for that situation for Thanksgiving. But, yeah, this could have been a premeditated thing. Like, yo, the next time I catch you in Memphis, it's, it's on. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. it just sucks, though, bro, because, again, I think we both took a deep dive in, like, different interviews. Like, he's such a fucking, like, chill dude. He I, There was one on the Breakfast Club, like, in the midst of quarantine he's like bro i'm fucking loving life yo i'm at home i fucking hate everyone outside like i'm with my wife and my kids and like i'm about to drop this album it just seems like someone's so content and it's like man it just sucks bro like and it's just like because he just seemed like one of the good ones again it's a certain levels like i know i'm not trying to compare the dead but like i think he probably even had more of an impact than maybe nipsey did in some kind of weird way because it just seems like Someone from the South isn't meant to have the kind of success he was having, right? Like, people can say LA's been more on the map for longer, blah, blah, blah. Like, Nipsey had other, he had more cosigns for people in the industry, where it seems like Young Dolph really was just fucking by himself and Gucci made. Like, that's it. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. it, that part just fucking also sucks. Yeah. The, the moment I, I recognized the level of his popularity was in like 2017 or 2018. 
uh, my brother and I were going to Rolling Loud. And mm. We took, we booked an Uber, a shared one, and the Uber picked up these two white girls who were like 16 or 17. And like as soon as they got in the car, they like demanded the ox, <laughs> put, put on Dolph. Like I had never heard this song before. They were rapping every lyric. They said nigga like 20 times. They didn't give a fuck. They didn't give a fuck. They rapped this shit like Dolph was their minister or something. Oh my god, it's crazy. And I was just like, I mean, obviously I was shocked, but at the same time I was like, damn, like Dolph really impacted the hip hop game in ways that like I was unaware of. Kind of like NBA Youngboy, like how we oh yeah, still dude, I'm don't still get on it the fucking yet. and he's been on academics yeah. page all week, and I'm like. I don't understand. Mm. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. understand. And kudos to him, but yeah. like, it's one of those things where you're like, damn, they clearly are doing things that other people are noticing, and yeah. that's he was one of those guys for sure. Hundred percent, dude. Kind of like what we spoke about, like uh, what I enjoyed about, I think Night Ride uh, that you dropped, that like the simplicity of the lyrics, but the impact of it all. Like, bro, because his lyrics are simple, but like, yo, you feel that shit. Like, yo, on a hundred shots, like, you feel that. On that song he has with fucking, um, uh, with Megan Thee Stallion, R&B, bro, that shit's like a banger, you know what I mean? But the lyrics yeah. are just so simple. It's like, someone who's a minimalist, but, like, still so impactful, and then clearly lived that life, but, like, the, forget the violence part of it, like, the money aspect of it, bro. Like, when he was talking about, like, the money and the cars, like, bro... He legit had that shit because he obviously owned everything. So all the money coming in, he just fucking kept. Um, I was seeing a thing that right before Rich Slave dropped, he did like a fucking, um, like a, 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 a raffle for his fans. Like if you can name the lyric on this song after this minute, I'm going to give you my fucking Lambo. And he did. And he just pulled up and gave this girl. I'm like, dude, what? Like, who the fuck are you, bro? Like, so like, yeah, man, it just sucks. So he seemed like a pretty fucking great um, artist. And again, super inspiring, bro. Like, you come from fucking trash conditions to make yourself a, a self-made millionaire. Like, that's mm -hmm. phenomenal. hundred percent. I do, but also what I hate is that um, he had the last uh, collab album for his album, uh, Paper Trail, like the Illuminati. Like, I think it was like mm -hmm. Paper Trail Illuminati. And like there was already YouTube videos saying that he was sacrificed. I, know, I, was, like, I was like, bro, I, what the fuck are we doing right no, now? Like, no. no. Like, so this Memphis rapper was not sacrificed yeah. to Illuminati. Like, I can guarantee you this. Right. Before, before we went to Columbia, I listened to that album and I noticed that imagery and like I was like, man, Dolph, like, I don't know if this was like a marketing thing or what, but I as soon as oh, it he was died. All day. As soon as he died, I'm like, I thought of that cover art, and I'm like, here we go again. Like, the fucking GTA, Grand Theft Auto meme yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I was just like, come on, man. Like, there's going to be so many fucking TikToks talking about how, you know, he was going to expose this industry and do all this shit. No, the, he, was he, just trying to be, soul. he was just yeah. trying to be fucking funny about it, bro. Like, that's yeah. how they <laughs> Right. Like, it's funny how when people like this who clearly are tied to the streets and have, like, enemies due to gen uh, jealousy and envy die like it can never be oh they just got caught slipping but it, it's uh it's not like this ever happens to a rapper like jaden smith or fucking yeah. childish gambino knock on wood it always happens to the people that have some sort of ties to the people that want to do harm and people just for whatever reason want to feel like there's a, a greater reason that is avoidable 
Like, I, I guess it's scary to realize how random death can be. Like, you can yeah, just go yeah, to the grocery yeah. store and fucking get shot. Right. Yeah, so but what are your... Okay, we've been talking about this for how long now, bro? I think we've been doing this pod for almost um, two years now, which is crazy. But the idea of, like, this keeps happening in hip-hop culture. Like, and it doesn't... Like, I hope it stops. Like, I hope this is the last one. But unfortunately, it seems like it's not going to be. So, like... Like, what are your thoughts that this keeps happening to the people we look up to the most? Um, I think for me, I've just been trying to find, like, a reason and analyze the patterns and see if, you know, is this just because social media is more prevalent that we, we're hearing about it more? Or is it actually happening more? And I feel like it is happening more. Because in my childhood, I don't recall it's happening very much. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that it's much easier to become like a prominent rapper so like quote-unquote regular people who may not be uh taking it quite as seriously um have other behind the scenes things going on that are more likely to result in death and by that mean i feel like a lot of these rappers like him are like more businessmen who happen to rap or like drug addicts who happen to fucking make music and and then that's leading to these natural, there are expected situations um, that other musicians in the past wouldn't necessarily be involved in. I feel like in the past, like if you're doing music, that's like all you fucking had time to do. Yeah, and yeah, you yeah, weren't yeah. gonna get involved in this shit. Whereas now it's like the drug dealer's like, fuck it, I'll throw a song on SoundCloud and like, yeah, I'll be famous and I'll still fucking sell drugs. And then they get shot and then we're like, oh shit, like what happened? They were still doing the same shit they were doing before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's hard for them to lead that life. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And I mean, and also, like, I think just, like, there's a there's a thing of, um, I think, a jealousy that comes from, like, our people, to be honest, bro. Like, I don't think that it, the normal average, I mean, not to be racist, but, like, that the average white person who loves pop music or country music has. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm the average white guy and I see Harry Styles performing, I'm not envious of what he has. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, like, happy for him, and I'm just a fan. Whereas it's weird, like, if I'm the average dude from Memphis and I've seen Young Dolph come up and I'm like, you know, he's just like me. But why the fuck is he on top? And I don't have shit. Like, fuck him. You know what I mean? Like, it's wild how, like, our people have that mentality at times. Again, like you said, it could be 1%. But, bro, that 1% is still fucking massive. And it only takes one fucking person to, like, end something for you, bro. So... I think there's something to it that like all these people seem to die when they come back home or when they're home, right? Like, except for Pop Smoke, again, we don't know what exactly happened with him in LA, which is probably even more tragic. Like, I think he was only in LA to get away from shit in Brooklyn. But like, Nipsey was fucking in front of his storefront, shot and killed. Uh, I remember this guy named fucking uh, Stack Bundles was living in Harlem, shot and killed. Fucking, this guy doesn't fucking live in Memphis anymore, visiting a fucking local cookie store. It's like, yeah, it's like, damn, like, why does it have to be the hometown that takes them out? It's like, bro, yeah. like, like, if I can't feel safe here, then really no fucking rapper feels safe anywhere then. Which is, mm-hmm. again, which is so stupid because I don't, like, Diplo's not fucking walking around with three bodyguards and, like, you know, fearing right. for his life. My man's fucking diving into crowds and, you know, walking down the streets of Windmill like it ain't shit because, mm-hmm. yeah, man, it's just a different time. But again, and with your point, like, these people would envy are also everyone on social media they can actually see exactly where the fuck you're at all the time like i'm right. sure it's not a coincidence that you know he posted 
a month ago that he was at that cookie store and they, they knew when he'll probably stop by there the next time he goes to town like that. That wasn't a fucking coincidence. Yeah. And it could have been as easy as maybe the day after one of them went in there pretending like they didn't know Dolph. And they're like, oh, like, I heard Dolph came here. Like, that's so dope. Like, I'm a big fan. Like, and then the person might have been like, oh, he comes here like every first Sunday or some Something's, shit. Yeah, yeah. He's and always like, here in town. He's in town. Yeah, yeah. 100%, mm-hmm. man. So... Yeah, dude, fucking tragic. Um, again, and again, I, I, I totally agree with your point. Like, it becomes even more tragic when you start listening to their lyrics, and it's like, oh, bro, like, it's like it's yeah. one thing if he was like a choir boy, you know? Because right. I mean? <laughs> like every time this happens, like I listen, I go back and listen to the catalog, and then I hear like, unfortunately, lyrics that uh, would be spoken by the the suspect. Like it, it's. The rapper saying, "Oh, like, try me, and you're gonna get smoked." Yep. Or like, if you try me, like, you know, your mama's gonna be crying, or like something like that. And it hurts even more because I'm like, damn, that's literally exactly what happened to you. Yeah, yeah, dude. When I hear, um, there's one pop song, "Smoke" is like, "Yo, uh, clap back, don't stop shooting." And it's just like, mm-hmm. damn. And they send me the Addy shit, like yeah. literally. That's what. what yeah, yeah, bro. Like it's yeah, dude, tragic, man. So I got, I mean. It might be a mixture of them getting smarter and leaving that shit behind, but there's just something about hip hop culture, bro. Like if you're not in that circle, there's so many people more envious of you than like actually trying to propel you to be bigger, which kind of sucks, bro. Like it's like, why well, have a SoundCloud? Why I'm not popping? It's like, all right, bro, you're probably not talented. Like I don't know what the fuck to tell yeah. you. you know what I mean? like, right. I also wonder if people try these dudes like knowing that if they fail or whatever, they're not going to go to the authorities. Cause like you know, if you were trying to fuck with Jaden Smith, the FBI would have your ass like the next day. But if you're trying to fuck with Gucci Mane or some shit, best case scenario, you rob him. Worst case, you end up dead. But you're not going to jail. Or you're anything. not going to jail. The consequences. Yeah. yeah, I feel you. I feel you. And if you are going to try him, like you're probably already prepared to die. You're like, fuck this. Yeah. Like, I don't, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel you. So, dude, real quick, just to get off this like really depressing topic for the first like half an hour of this. <laughs> um, yo, your thoughts though on like. The sol- the soldier boy aspect of this, and like him wilding on IG live, showing no remorse. Um, and to give you a story, I think two days before, two or three days before, Young Duff was gunned down in Memphis. I guess Key Glock had a pretty cool poster or like a VR kind of setup in uh, Times Square, and uh, I think they both posted Key Glock and uh, Young Duff. Oh, first rapper to have this kind of billboard in you know Times Square. And then obviously yeah. Soldier Boy chimed in, and then like they had a whole IG live battle back and forth. Him and Dolph. At one point, legit like um, Soldier Boy grabbed money and said, "Yo, fuck around, I'll put like a hundred k on your head." And like obviously, no one really thought that was gonna happen. Yeah. And then it just so happened he died two days later. He got removed from the tour that was gonna go through Memphis. But then like when people were like hitting him up on IG and like, "Yo, like that's wild. Like you feel bad, yo." The way he tripled down, like, yo, fuck that nigga. He ain't shit. If it was me, I'd be happy. And I'm like, that was just weird to me, dog. So, like, your whole interpretation of that. I don't want to use the word respect, but I do appreciate when celebrities don't show fake love. But at the same time, I think it's tacky to... No, I'm pretty sure Soulja Boy had nothing to do with this murder. But I think it's tacky to be so caught up in how he could capitalize on it from like a marketing standpoint and be like, fuck it. Like, I know I didn't do it. So therefore I have 
all the power to make it seem like I did it, dropped this song called, you know, Stack on Your Head or whatever the fuck it was called, and then just pretend like he actually killed him. Um, especially like this quickly after it, it all happened. Like, it just shows you that they don't, a lot of these people don't have like respect or morals. Yeah, but it's one thing that this is like some stupid Memphis rapper. Bro, like Soldier Boy is like almost like pretty well loved across mm-hmm. the industry. And yeah. it's like, bro, you're probably the biggest you've been since you came out like 10 years ago. Like, I just didn't see the need for this approach, right? Like, like I thought that whole Young Draco shit was like a fucking funny little thing. But like, I don't think anyone actually believed he was like about that life. Yeah. You know? So like, that was weird, bro. And like, again, like, I agree with you. Like, yo, don't like... If me and you have beef, don't fucking post a picture of like, damn, bro, I wish we fucking figured it out before you. Nah, nah, bro. Like, it's cool. Like, just don't say anything. But my yeah. thing is like, if you legit hate someone, there's no need to go on Instagram live and tell the world like, yeah, fuck it. It feels like you're legit pissing on their grave. Like, bro, let the dead just rest, bro. Like, again, if you don't want, don't say anything, bro. Like, don't acknowledge it. That's fine. But... To fucking double down and like a family's mourning, the city's devastated. It's like, bro, like that just seemed like a very odd look for me. Like honestly, from that moment, bro, I, I unfollowed him. Bro, I was I was done with his. I'm, I am done with him because like that shit just like it just rubbed me the wrong way. I'm like, bro, I don't see the need for any of this because it's all just show. Like it's yeah. all show. Like like he's like, yo, I dare one you to pull up. I got fucking six shoes ready to go. I'm like, bro, why are you snitching on yourself, bro? Like shut yeah. the fuck up. Like so. Yeah, I just fucking, I don't know, I just felt like, it felt immature, but fam, you're like 30. So, like, you're 31. Like, there's no need for any of this. Yeah. For me, like, I kind of see him sim- in a similar light to Takashi, where, like, I don't expect a whole lot more than this behavior, because, like, Soulja Boy, I don't think he really trolls so much as he does, as, as he does exaggerate, like, uh, yeah, him but, being the best, yeah. him being the the first to do this fuck everybody else and i think he took that like persona or whatever too far and just like kept that same energy at the wrong time um and not that that it makes it right because i'm sure like most of it is just like an entertainment thing for him but i feel like for me i like from certain artists or celebrities i don't like expect to have any class really like even when i see some of soldier boys interviews i'm like looking for a moment to be like this is the real soldier boy like i feel like at all times he's always this like character i'm like yeah okay like i wouldn't be surprised if he literally pissed on his grave and like posted it yeah yeah like everything has to be like a viral moment for him it can't just be like Mm -hmm. a normal fuck yeah Yeah, I, i totally agree with that bro like um I totally agree with that, but th- th- that's also what's why what really like got me enamored with fucking uh, Young Dolph after going through his videos, like interviews. Like, oh, he's mad fucking quiet. This is like a fucking like legit like a shy dude. Like on the Drink Chance interview we had that was like two years ago, bro. Like he only had one drink and like really didn't even want to look at the camera, but still kept dropping gems because he's just like a fucking very knowledgeable person. So like, yeah, it just sucks that like um, again, bro. Kudos to him, like Soldier Boy's like doing very well for himself financially. But it just, honestly it also seemed like he was just fucking high out of his mind. Like he's always rolling joints, he's always yeah, fucking drinking. That could have been it too. It could have been that too as well. Like the EU at the best of him, but it's just weird. Like bro, like again, you don't have to say I'm sorry for his family, I'm sorry for his loss, because again, this guy also threatened you three days earlier. But 
I don't really see. If you're not gonna say anything nice, bro, don't say anything, bro. Like no one's yeah. asking you for an apology. Just like don't say anything. Like, hey, no comment on that. You know, it is what it is. And the sad thing is, even if he did sincerely apologize, like I feel like whatever street dudes he pissed off, like are still gonna want to hurt him at the very least, beat his ass if it's not like murder. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's yeah, hip hop's like this is like the ugly part of hip hop. It's like, it's mm-hmm. not just us, once like, you cross reviewing. that line. Yeah, yeah. Just it's not just us reviewing fucking fire music and just saying, damn, this one really was like a nice soundtrack to my week. It's like, bro, these guys are actually trying to like find ways like end people's lives, like mm-hmm. not just careers. Like that's just weird. And I, I think a lot of a lot of it has to do with like the energy you give off, like in terms of even if you're not like a rapper with ties to the streets, let's say you're like a YBN Namir who like raps about like literally shooting people and shit, but apparently doesn't have any history of like actually doing that shit or being tied to a gang. I feel like people are going to try that person, but like you're not going to get cool points for fucking with DJ academics, like beating his ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would you do that? Like he's not. Same thing with like Jaden and, and Tyler. It's like yeah. no one's fucking playable. Like you know what I mean? Like they're just like why? Why would you? You know what I mean? But again, mm-hmm. they're not rapping about it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they don't. They don't. They never admit. They're never like trying to boast something they're not. So again, yeah, to your point, it's the energy you put out. Like brothers, it's not realistic to talk about shit. And then like when you're tested, like what are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So again, uh, again, shitty situation. Again, recipes, young Dolph. Um, definitely lost him. I think he's a, yeah in hindsight bro I think he is like a legend I think he's has been out as a legend bro like 36 years old and dude how big that fucking empire was becoming at uh, paper route like bro that's that sucks man so uh, yeah definitely salute to him and his team um, I guess a pretty cool situation something more positive um, that I think we actually kind of called this at some point during the Donda and CLB beef like I feel like this is all fake <laughs> Probably gonna put a show on together, and then lo and behold, yeah. uh, Larry Hoover took uh, Kanye as a hostage, and now we have a concert by Kanye and Drake. So, um, but besides that, tell people about the concert, but also, cool fact Blair's actually going to the concert. So yeah, let the people know about it, and obviously, your excitement or not excitement for it. Yeah, so Kanye and Drake aligned forces to put on this charity concert for, for Larry Hoover to. To free with his son to free Larry Hoover, um, so I'll be attending next week uh, in LA, the LA Coliseum, which should be you're super. Going by dope. yourself, or you have a group one? Going with uh, two of my two brothers, uh, nice. Ricky and Corey. So nice. that'll be a dope experience. Um, never seen Drake live. I did see Kanye live for the Watch the Throne, or no, was it Watch the Throne? Life of Pablo, I think it was called the tour. Um, but he like stormed off like halfway through, like just unannounced was like, of course. I'm leaving just because I want to. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Fortunately, it was paid for by like a work rep, but I haven't had a proper Kanye show. So yeah, I'm excited yeah. for Even this. like the, the Sunday service and like the kids he goes, there were sets. It wasn't like a show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about that too. Um, so yeah, super excited for that. I still find myself wondering whether or not the beef was fake or if this was like, uh, Jay Prince like holding Kanye hostage and making him like stop fucking with Drake's money or whatever but um, regardless I'm happy to see them like squash whatever yeah. bullshit drama was going on if it did exist yeah again all we can do is take things face value bro I, you don't want to be these fucking like uh, conspiracy theorists and all that mm-hmm. shit but like 
if it really just became like Jay Prince pulling them both aside saying, guys, this is fucking pointless, like that's amazing. I would I would prefer that than like them like texting like, yo, let's fucking pretend to hate each other for like three years and then like they're gonna think I fucked your wife and then you're gonna go crazy. Like that yeah. that just that seems awful, bro. So I hope the beef was real and then it came to like a, uh, it got squashed in a, in a, in a very chilled way. Um, the scenery that they all pulled up to Drake's house, fucking um, Dave Chappelle, Kanye, like that, 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 that seemed genuine. So again, man, and this is the future. Hopefully it's real. Hopefully it lasts. But um, yeah, but I think you're going to be in, uh, in tune for a pretty great show, man. Because I think they're, they're both coming off a pretty, pretty great year, right? Like CLB finally dropped and uh, it got some accolades, maybe not as much as we anticipated because of the hype. But then I think Kanye's honestly having a great year because I think Donda has aged very well and it's just showing people like, yo, this guy is really a great musician, um, even if the raps aren't that good. So yeah, I, I think you're 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 in, uh, in for a great show. I just wonder, so that's why I'm glad you're going to be there. Um, do you think he's going to do like any non-Christian music? That's what I was going to bring up. I was like, I hope he mixes in some of his older content. I hope Drake has a chance to like shine and do like, somewhat of a proper show even if it's for like 20 minutes but i oh, feel like it's more than 20 minutes but i feel like they're both gonna have almost like hour sets like okay i hope that's the case i i feel like kanye is so unpredictable they i hope he doesn't fucking have drake's name all over the the concert and he drake does like way too sexy and dips out or something <laughs> <laughs> no dude i think it'll be like an hour set at least or 45 minutes each but because the thing is, like, I remember when he first became super religious, he was like, yo, no more. I'm not playing any of my... Like, he legit said that, remember? We were doing, like, Jesus King uh, review. But then, like, if you see him on Drink Champs, like, it seems like he's now, like, more balanced. Like, yo, I'm going to talk my shit, curse, drink, smoke, but I'm still a Christian in my core. You know what I mean? So I hope that's the case. But again, again, like, on, on the Don the Deluxe, he did remove throat coats off the fucking album like that lyric so okay. again, I don't know where his head's at which no one ever does but yeah I really hope you hear some like some fucking clock like you know graduation shit Jesus walks like that'd be a fucking moment for sure this is a stupid ass pun but when you said you don't know where his head's at and he got rid of throat goats I thought of the fact that he's not getting head anymore so he took out the lyric oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's definitely getting head from somebody um, that's also a weird look, bro. Him in like that whole like um, begging. Like, I think he's Kim having back. a great year, but like the way he's begging Kim back, like that's also kind of kind of weird. That too, I'm like, is that shit fake? Because it's weird that celebrities like he clearly could fucking text her, and he's on like Twitter like riling TMZ. up the public. Like, yeah, TMZ and all that. Um, but yeah, I don't know, bro. But yo, Pete Davidson got to be swinging some crazy dick, bro, because yo. There ain't no celebrity he can't take down. Like, bro, I know. Like, for real, at this point, like, you just would want, if you're a, a female celebrity, you'd want the clout. Like, just to know, like, yo, what, yeah. what does he have, bro? Because yeah. this is insane. Because, yo, Ariana Grande, like, to say you fucked Ariana Grande and Kim Kardashian in the same life is wild, bro. Like, mm -hmm. wild. So, yeah, shout out to fucking Pete Davidson. Um, all right, man. Uh, what else? I think you wanted to bring up the French Montana saying raps harder than the NBA. Um, yeah, I saw that it was controversial um, And I, I think part of it has to do with the fact that people don't consider him like the best rapper So they're probably yeah. like, get the fuck out of here I'm sure if J. Cole or Drake said it, they wouldn't This wouldn't be that big of a topic But um, I think it was more so like making it and maintaining relevancy And I think I do agree 
with this statement. Obviously, like with basketball, you know, it, it requires a lot of effort and everything. But I think it, there's more, there's more, much more of a guideline to like being a good basketball player. Like, yeah, you, you can easily age, train someone to school, fucking do it. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's basketball but I can't coaches. Teach you no like how coach. to be a good rapper, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could be like, these are the fundamentals of rap and shit. But like, when it comes to coming up with song concepts and having an image and keeping your fans engaged and shit like i feel like that stuff is way harder to crack than people give even mumble rappers credit for like as a musician myself i look at some of these guys who like a lot of people would say suck or whatever but they're still doing something very well in terms of like packaging their content and stuff um and we could say the same for like other podcasts like yeah. You might be like, this shit is boring, but they're doing something. They're right. doing crazy numbers. Yeah, 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 for sure. So, yeah, I think I, I agree with the fact that rap is a lot more difficult than people would like to think. Um, people just assume like, oh, it, you made a couple lullabies that everyone's reciting. It's not that hard. These guys are muscular, tall men who are fucking breaking backboards and stuff. So therefore, it's automatically more difficult. Yeah, no, I agree with that, dude. Um, yeah, because there's, like, shooting coaches, bro. So, like, they can literally see that your form is off and just say, hey, shoot like this. Like, mm-hmm. there's no, like, rap coach, like you said, like, that, hey, like, you're not hitting these letters hard enough. Goal, like, th- th- what are you going to teach me, bro? Like, if I don't have yeah. it, I don't have it kind of a thing. Uh, yeah. And also, in basketball, you have, like, a certain shelf life, right? So, like, mm-hmm. people in basketball know, hey, if I'm going to be a star, I'm, I may at best have, like, eight years in this shit, right? Um, whereas in there's, there's no reason when you come out as a 24 year old rapper, you should stop rapping by 20 or by 30. It's like you have to, it's way harder to maintain for 10, 15, 20 years because it's like, fuck, you're like, what am I going to rap about? You know what I mean? So yeah. I actually agree with that statement, but it's just funny that French is like in the headlines right now for like not all the wrong reasons, but like, I think, and I, I'm going back to your point from like a couple of weeks ago when we were like, uh, when he was like talking about like, all the features and like he clapped back, but like the week before, like academics had that thing where it was like, you know, showing all of his hits. I do think that he's behind all these different talking points, him being French, because the music itself, bro, isn't good. Like, and I'm gonna keep it a hundred, bro. Like I listen to Amnesia, bro, it's just not good. Like it's not. Like, I'm like, yo, it's, it's like, and I actually was excited for it because, like, I actually enjoyed when he dropped that mixtape last year, Coke Boy 5, and it had, like, all the features, but, like, it was a mixtape, so it's fine. Bro, like, this, this thing, whatever he's trying to do, fam, it ain't it, bro. Like, it's not. And, I, and I'm not saying he's a bad artist. It's just, he's not a body of work artist, bro. Like, we're seeing, we're gonna talk about Spotify in a minute, but, like, yo, we're, we're seeing all these people who just focus on singles are making a phenomenal living. I just feel like he, like, needs to remove the ego from it. Bro, come out with two smashes a year, and then that's, be happy with that, bro. Like, yeah. you trying to get my attention for 58 minutes? Bro, that's why I think you're whack. Because it's like, bro, for 58 minutes, I was satisfied for eight. So, bro, like, the fuck? This is on you, bro. Like, you're telling me to consume this, and I'm like, yo, this, no, bro, this is fake. This is fucking nasty. And you give me fucking two songs... Eight minutes or fucking five minutes. I'm like, bro, let's go run that shit back, bro. But like, yeah, man. I don't know if you if you heard it yet because I haven't. Bro. But I've heard. I mean, I've listened to a couple. I mean, with all this going on, there's a couple YouTube videos I saw, kind of explaining this. And you can let me know your thoughts. But I think 
the challenge with French Montana and like earning his respect within the game is that a lot of people kind of see his his work as like emotionless, um, emotionless kind of cookie cutter commercial stuff. Like there's no like identity to it, I guess you yeah. could say. Like you don't, there's not a, a story that you're trying to get from it. It's kind of just like, let me flip this old 90s beat and make it like a club banger. But even then, like it's kind of lackluster or whatever. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I get it. But the, the motherfucker has hits. Like I'm not denying that. Oh, yeah. like, the hits for are sure. fucking like, yo, like a catalog of hits, bro. Like people would die to have some of his hits. But yeah, dude, like there's, there's like, then this album's like 53 minutes long, bro. But like, yeah, there's a bunch of songs. Like he's not just, I'm not like, it's not that I'm not believing it. I just don't, it's just like, okay, bro. Like, yeah, man, you're in the club again. Or you're trying to get back a bitch. Like, at some point, there has to be nuances the way you deliver that message, right? And it just seems like, yeah, it's just like another fucking French Montana song. So, yeah, like, man, like, try to listen. I mean, I, I legit, like, I was at the gym, bro, and I'm like, bro, if I didn't have this podcast, I would not listen to this shit. But, like, just to say true, like, what the fuck we're trying to do, I'm like, I gotta hear this shit. And, like, bro, that first run, I was like, oh, I'm, just, I'm just so glad it's over, bro. I'm just so glad it's over. Yeah, I gotta listen to it then. I, I did hear a couple songs. One of them, I wasn't the biggest fan of. One of them, I was like, "Oh, this this actually sounds pretty good. Maybe the rest is good." Um, but I haven't heard anyone like in the praising media it. space like praising it. Not that like that's the end all be all. But no, but dude, it, it, it's something though. Bro. It means like, something. Though, it means something. To bro. Degree, like, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It means something. Like if your peers or what you're like, come on, man, like. And I know we, we follow a page that like was trolling him and they said he only sold like 800 records. I think that was just like actual copies but no one sells anything anymore. But yeah, yeah. Bro, the numbers aren't going to be good. Um, again, dude, shout out to French, bro. He has a great career. He's had a great career. I'm sure he still has plenty more hits uh, ahead of him. But I personally think, especially after we had the whole West interview um, a couple months ago, like or a month ago, like, bro, just focus on singles, bro. Like you, you have the formula to make at least one or two phenomenal songs a year. Like, what's, dude, especially now that everything is streams, like, bro, if people just stream that over and over again, you're still getting the bag regardless. So, like, I don't mm -hmm. see this fucking, like, ego trip that, like, I have to put an album out. Like, no, you don't, bro. Like, right. no, you don't. Right. Especially if you can show up to a festival and just perform, like, seven dope singles and be out and make, bro, like, 200,000 or whatever. Bro, I legit think if you show up to any festival, he will have at least 10 songs to perform and at least they will all be bangers. Mm -hmm. So, like, bro... Yeah, so, again, shout out to him. Yeah, not trying to shit on me, man, but, like, yeah, like, I really do think, like, it's convenient that, like, all the conversations about him are being happening around this album drop, but no one's talking about the quality of the album because the quality of the album yeah. is not up to par whatsoever. So, yeah. it kind of is what it is. Um, all right, bro, before we dip, then, I want to talk to you about what's going on with uh, the Blair Anthony movement. Uh, what songs are we working on? What are you planning to do before? I do it's already December 1st. We have 30, 30 more days to figure this shit out. So what's the plan? Yeah, so tomorrow, well, the listeners, this will have been yesterday. But as you're listening, I already have released my new song called Not Enough, available on all platforms. So just look it up, Blair Anthony. Um, and the song itself is just about what it sounds like not have, feeling like you never like you don't have enough you may not have accomplished enough or done enough uh in whatever it is that you're pursuing um and i think about that 
within my own life a lot. Um, whether it's just work, like you might have gotten a new job, but you're like, fuck, I need to reach this salary or I need yeah. to accomplish this and get to the next level and have this new title. Or for me, like with music, you know, I've cool, I have like two songs that did well by my standards, but I need to release fucking 20 more and get to this next level and, you know, do features and this and even with the podcast, like, cool, we got a thousand subscribers a year ago or whatever, but now we need 10,000 and 100,000. So I think that's a mindset everyone has in some way. Um, So that's what the song is about. Um, Definitely more upbeat than than Thirst Trap. Uh, So really excited about this one. I have a couple more songs that I'm working on. They won't be released before the end of this year, but I'm trying to get as much recorded and done over the next couple months so that when I start off the year, um, I'll have like a good chunk of songs and won't have to like uh, rush and scatter to to get stuff out there. So that 2022 can be a much more like, okay, this is a serious, consistent thing. Got it. That's amazing, dude. And then, so that's dropping... This Thursday, right? This not Thursday, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, and then, how did you feel? Because obviously, Spotify, uh, December first, everyone's doing their Spotify wrapped up numbers, like you know, posting, you know, who we listened to the most this year. Everyone was Drake, shocker. Um, how did you feel by actually seeing like your music wrap up? I thought it was dope. I was like, because I before this, I was so accustomed to like getting excited about who my favorite artist was and this and that. And now like I have my own little profile and I don't really have, like I went from zero to this. So like I, regardless of what the numbers showed, I was like stoked just to see some, some random kid in fucking Germany or something was listening to my song. And um, that was my, my whole uh, original goal was just to make music, have people who I don't know, actually enjoy and consider me like a real musician or whatever um so that was inspiring and i think now um tie it back to the song not enough like next year i want the numbers to be double or triple or whatever the case is also not trying to get too caught up in the numbers and being like oh i saw this other guy that you know i follow who has a hundred thousand streams therefore like if i don't get that then i'm you know a lame artist or whatever yeah no, but definite... I think it's go ahead. Sorry. No, sorry. No, I was gonna say um, I think it still matters, but I don't want to get too caught up in it. No, totally. And if the comparison really is like the the killer of all joy, hundred dude, hundred percent, bro. Like, like fam, like I like I, I know like having conversations with, with friends who live in Cali or in other places, they're like they're complaining about the housing market, and it's like, man, like you know, like I don't have the two million dollars to buy a dope house like this, and I'm like. I mean, my house is a two million, but I love my house, bro. So I'm good. Yeah. You know what I mean, like it's just like <laughs> I'm not trying to compare my situation to anyone because like I'm super content mm-hmm. with what it is. But I feel you. But yeah, that's definitely because even we did it with, with the with the podcast, bro. Like we've spoken multiple times offline. I'm like, bro, like our editing's better, our content's better. Like, bro, I know we're better than this fucking pod, but it's like we're just not there yet. But again, it, it, yeah, and there's no need to compare. Like when we're gonna, our time will come, right? Um, but dude, I really think that the I. I Tell me if I'm wrong, but if I were if I were in your shoes, I think it'd probably feel dope to like, because at some point, right, like, even with the merch for us or when we first dropped the pod, like after a while, we know like our friends and family are gonna fall off, right? Or like we know they're always gonna be around. But the fact that like, the number, I, I didn't care about like the number of times you listen to your shit, but like, the fact that 71 
countries have listened to your music was wild to me, right? So that right there, you know that, you know, it's not just family and friends. Like, this is, like, random-ass people. So, like, that had yeah. to be a good feeling, dude, because it's not just everyone in California, everyone in Florida. Look, yeah, you know, yeah, It's, like, the entire <laughs> fucking world, bro. Yeah. That's what's actually crazy is because, obviously, I can see the Spotify analytics and, like, most of the streams are in, like, like I said, Germany or countries I haven't even, like, heard of. Mm. Um... And that's super dope because, like you said, I mean, I haven't engaged with any of these people at all. Some I've gotten a few DMs from like random people in like Brazil who like uh, a couple of songs, and I think that's dope because, like, even though I am not making a living off of it, the fact that like someone out there appreciates my art and it'll like forever exist uh, is super dope, and I think that's why I really enjoy. Uh, not only making uh, the music, but doing this podcast because down the line, I'm like, this shit will, assuming YouTube doesn't fucking disappear yeah. uh, or Spotify or any of these platforms, like it'll always exist. Right. So even when I'm gone, like our faces and content and everything will still be around. And I think that's what gives me the motivation to like keep doing this kind of stuff dude totally totally bro yeah um, yeah super proud of you bro um again you started from zero now you have a baseline of what's possible and then yeah dude, i think it's only going to go up and up uh next year bro so i'm excited for you uh for sure for that for us um let's get to heat of the week then and we'll j- jump into like, what we got going on so uh, episode 93 heat of the week what's the song that stood out to you during the uh thanksgiving break yeah, unfortunately, I didn't. I, I mean, I assume it has to do with the break. So I'm, I'm guessing a lot of artists were like, "Fucking, I'm not. I'm gonna eat turkey and not release shit and have to promote it." So I didn't find any new music. I can say what I had been listening to uh, okay. quite a bit during that time period. Um, for me, I think the the song that I was bumping quite a bit was or album was the Amine one. I know that was your heat of the week either last week or the week prior. In the week prior, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um but I think in the mindset that I was in um which was a, a positive one. I just wanted something like feel good. Yeah. And I played Yippie Yippie and Van Gogh uh multiple times. Oh Van Gogh's fire dude. Van, yeah, Van Gogh's fire as hell. Um and he, I don't know what you would call his like I feel like he's almost like a subgenre of hip hop. It's like real hip hop, but it has like alternative. Which, by the way, to I, it apparently Spotify started like putting things in genres, right, for hip hop. Like I saw like melodic hip hop, melodic. Yeah, rap, yeah, they have different like, categories, like West okay, Coast yeah, that... and like from the mud. They even have like a category called like from the mud or some shit. Yeah, yeah that was interesting to me. But again, I, I'm, I'm yeah. just you know I don't have Spotify, so I'm just like observing like fucking you know like oh my god. <laughs> yeah, well, one day yeah, we'll yeah, put yeah, it on I, the, I agree. He the business card. It was like he has a, like a subgenre of like it's not, it's not typical shit. Like, but it, what I love about him, it's fucking believable. Like you know what I mean? Like it's just believable. Mm-hmm. Same. And I think that I want to continue listening to artists like that. Not that I like in my music um, say anything that like I haven't done or lived, but when I listen to artists like him, it rem- it's a reminder to me like it's okay to like be vulnerable and say shit that isn't necessarily quote-unquote cool like right. about your, like it could be like oh i'm lonely and don't want to fuck with anybody like 
in or something, something along right, those lines. Right, but there's a, there's always like if you're an artist, there's always a nuance to saying that, right? Mm-hmm. Like you know that you know, that that hook for uh, uh, what was the lead single, Sh- uh, Charmander, whatever the Pokemon mm-hmm. thing is, like like you know that that hook is insane. It's it is just literally him saying, "I don't, I want to be on an island by myself." But like yeah. the way like he delivers that is just like, dude, fucking run this back a million times, please. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So I think that's that's uh, why I really appreciate him and and even in my own music, want to incorporate uh, those elements even more. And like you said, I, I believe it's how you deliver it and not necessarily what you're saying. You could preach like not doing drugs, but if you say it in a certain way, it'll come off as corny, uh, come off as corny as shit. But you could say it in a clever, dope way and and have it be meaningful and fun. Hundred percent and memorable. Hundred percent, mm-hmm. dude. Uh, and side note: as of right now, those are my first tickets purchased for next year. I got Amine tickets. Uh, me and my girl are gonna go see him in February down here, bro. So pretty excited. Nice. The the setup's actually pretty intimate. It's where I went to see Black like three years ago. So it's like almost like a, a bar setting, but it's like like the stage. There's like a, still a stage. Like it's pretty dope. So, uh, uh, but yeah, super intimate. So definitely excited just to be close to that and whole vibe. But um, yeah, dude, similar to you, I didn't. None of the, the new releases really did anything for me. Obviously, not French Montana. Um, I didn't listen to Adele, obviously. Um, and I say obviously because like I'm, like the album is about divorce. So I'm like, fam, like I'm gonna get a really good knock on one space with my relationship. Like I don't. I'm not yeah. trying to hear this shit. You know what uh, I mean? Like at that, all. For sure, not me. That's yeah. the last thing I'm trying <laughs> That's to That's the last. I'm like, bro, like, I don't want to hear this shit right now. Yeah. Um, like, every female is like, I want to break up my boyfriend just to listen to this and take it back. I'm like, no, man, that's not how it works. But um, for me, I took, it, I took a deep dive um, in Young Dolph's catalog. And, dude, uh, off the Rich Slave album, which is the output, he dropped three albums during um, quarantine. This was the first one. Came out last year. Uh, I never heard it until I went through it, though, because like, I didn't really play him on the radio that much. Um, R&B with Megan Thee Stallion. Um, R&B stands for Rich Nigga Bitch. Bro, <laughs> that's... Have you heard that song yet? No, I haven't. I need to oh, my it. God, bro. Like, fam. Like, this is shit you come out to your wedding to, bro. Like, it's just like... <laughs> it is fucking fire, dog. Like, it's inspirational. Like, bro, it's so clever. so simple. Like, bro. Phenomenal. So, again, it's, it's funny how, again, like, when I heard the interview on The Breakfast Club, they were talking about it. But it's like, yeah, like this shit wasn't on major playlists, you know what I mean? And if this guy still was making a massive living off his music, bro, yeah. But R&B was a great indicator of what Dolph was and obviously what he could have been. But uh, if you want a fun song, uh, aspirational, talk your shit, you know, flaunt your girl, kind of like, yo, R&B is it. So yeah, definitely check out that on the uh, Apple playlist. Yeah, definitely we'll have to. Yes, sir. All right, man, before we got here, I definitely want to let the people know what we got going on. Uh, we should have at least two interviews next week to end the year, but we're definitely going to have at least one. Uh, should we tell people who it is now or just kind of surprise them on the, the next episode? Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, so we'll be interviewing Johan Lennox. Um, for those who have never heard of him, we'll obviously give you a much deeper dive once we do the interview, but he's worked on Astro World, which is a pretty incredible accomplishment if you ask me like that's huge worked with kanye um so he's definitely someone who's uh clearly paved a way for himself has yet to blow up but like you and i both know based on his music and what he's accomplished like there's no reason why it wouldn't happen 
Um, so really looking forward to that conversation. And I'm glad that we have a chance to close off the year on a high. Like we definitely um, need that to, as we go into 2022 and, and continue yeah, yeah. this momentum. Yeah, totally. Again, I think we'll have more of like a flashback looking back at the pod this last year, like on our, our maybe our last episode of the year. But definitely, like, totally agree. Like that's someone who, again, just to have the credit on Astro World is saying I fuck with these two guys enough to hop on their platform. Mm-hmm. Like that's dope, right? Like we were, yeah, we were hoping to have local DJs at one point and just people who like no one really knew, kind of, but we knew. So we're like. Cool. Um, yeah. The fact that we can say we have someone who is we one thing is super like I think we've been very good and selective about who we have on the show, even though we probably shouldn't be so selective. But I think we just love the culture too much. Like we're not gonna have anyone here who raps, bro. Like it's yeah. this is not what before. <laughs> Um, but I think we've done a great job. Like, all right, if you if you came on the pod, he's gonna be he or she's gonna be fire. And also, just like a, a confidence was like said to us, like yo, know, like damn, bro, this guy's actually fire, and they fuck with us, bro. Because again, I will ask him in the interview. But just thinking about listeners, like uh, an insight, it was dope that like we spoke to him, and there was like a three day pause where he didn't respond. So I'm just hoping that was him actually like yo, who the fuck are these guys? And like yeah. kind of like scrolling through our shit, like all right, cool. And then he hit us up on Monday or whatever. It's like yeah, let's let's do it next week. So like that, like mm-hmm. that was dope. Kind of like when, like when Just Adam was like, I went through your shit. You guys are obviously great guys. Know your shit. Let's definitely do it. So like that, that was a that was a dope feeling. So to have that from someone, I guess a co-sign from someone who actually knows what's in like is in the culture and a part of music, like you know music that we actually fuck with heavy. I mean, it can only give us the the the, uh, the boost we need to go into next year. Yeah, it's 100% a confidence booster, um, especially because I feel like for that week, I was just so immersed in his music. I was like, if he doesn't agree to this, like, I'm personally going to be bummed out because yeah. <laughs> I was like, I relate to this shit so much, but yet I can't, like, just ask you some basic questions. And I think yeah. our approach when we interview, it's not, like, the corny, over-the-top, like, we're just trying to get views and... Right, right, and right, right, right. Ask the same fucking ten questions that every other like platform asks. Like we, there's so many questions that I know are gonna come up when we talk to him that uh, any fan of his should absolutely appreciate. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, great. Kudos to you for finding him. We made it happen. Uh, again, not that it was easy, but uh, I think we have a formula now that kind of works when we like. We make it clear to the people that we like, like, yo, I think this would be a mutual benefit from us. Like, yo, jump on the pod, give your listeners your day ones more content, and obviously, you know, it can only help you once we pop as well. For sure. 100% agree. Awesome ideas. Get out of here. Let the people know where to catch us. Let's call it an episode. Yes, sir. Check us out at audio-theory.com. We have all of our links to all of our platforms. New episode every Friday get the new merch as well uh, we still have orders coming in and every single customer has given us a five star review and five star how reviews, comfortable bro. these are dude comfortable fucking people wearing it out it's getting colder everywhere now so yeah guys mm-hmm. like we're not trying to hype this shit up because we yo fam this shit's like actually good quality stuff so and it looks like in the logo's fire so like there's no way you yeah. rock that logo and no one's saying that yo nice fucking hoodie yeah yeah like when we started this podcast we we knew that like it was gonna reach this point where we created merch so we spent a lot of time making sure the logo was something we wanted and something we would want to wear we're not trying to just sell you shit so we can 
you know, pay for like ads or something where we actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, dude, fam. Like, I'm, I'm planning. I'm going to New York a couple of weeks. Like, yo, half my fits are like me wearing a hoodie. Like, fam. Like, so like, <laughs> I'm, I'm fully ready. Like, I rock this shit because like it's fire. But obviously, above the pod. But uh, yeah, again, it's it's dope to see the orders coming in. Tag us in it. That's always great for us. And obviously, let people know where uh, where you bought it. So definitely appreciate everybody. For sure. Um, and as mentioned, we we have a couple of interviews in the work in the works. So. Tune in for that. And if you'd like to be interviewed and you're like an artist yourself, uh, just submit your work to us. We'll review it and, and see if we can get something going. 100%. And there was a couple of artists that reached out during the holiday break. So apologize. We, we both just pretty much disconnected. Um, but yeah, we'll circle back on your stuff and uh, reach out to you next year to get your fun. Yes, sir. Sweet. All right, my dude. Love you. Glad you're back love safe. You Glad you're in a good headspace. We'll talk. Peace. Peace.